Welcome to Trinity United Methodist Church in Duncanville, Texas. Tonight is Christmas Eve, and we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ with Christ, carols, and communion. Join us for the message, All Our Hopes and Fears. was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and without Him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it.
Welcome to all of you this holy night. We're so joyful that you're worshiping with us, whether you're here in person or you're worshiping online. We, we, it looks like we're going to need some extra chairs, gentlemen, if y'all could put a few extra chairs out, because we still have people coming in, which is wonderful. Welcome here, if you, whether you are worshiping in person or online. Now, tomorrow morning is Christmas morning. And we're going to have an online-only service at our regular time at 11 o'clock. So go ahead and gather your whole family in your pajamas and watch together on Facebook Live at 11 a.m. And then next Sunday, which is New Year's Day, we'll have our regular in-person worship service at 11 a.m. that will also be live-streamed uh, live on Facebook Live. And it's going to be a very casual and laid-back service as we welcome in the new year. And now, will you pray with me? Almighty God and Father of light, a child is born to us, a son is given to us. Your eternal word leapt down from heaven in the silent watches of the night. And now your church is filled with wonder at the nearness of our God. Open our hearts to receive our Savior and increase our vision with the rising of the dawn that our lives may be filled with the glory and peace of Christ who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. And now in our call to worship, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have lived in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. God of Incarnation, may we see your endless peace. May we experience your righteousness now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. And let us uh, get with our the books, turn to page 234, the hymnals. O come, all you faithful, and we shall do the first, second, third, and last verse, sixth verse. Okay? Yeah. 
And now a reading, a very familiar reading from the prophet Isaiah, the ninth chapter, the second through the seventh verses. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor you have broken, as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time onward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Amen. And now, let us sing, Blessed Be the God of Israel, found on page 209. And I'm going to play, oh, let's see, make sure that I'll, oh, just the first two verses. <laughs> First chapter, verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great. 
and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of the God for the people of God. Let's turn in our hymnals to number 216. Lo, how a rose there blooming, and sing the first two verses. shall continue from Matthew 1, 18 through 24. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the Lord, the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife. This is the word of God for the people of God. And now let us sing the first two verses of Come Thou Long Expected Jesus found on in the United Methodist Hymnal, page 196.
continue with Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all were to be taxed, every one in his own city. And Joseph all also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth and into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. This is the word of God for the people of God. And now, uh, the first and third verses of A Little Town of Bethlehem, uh, page 230. Also in Luke 2, verses 5 through 7. And Joseph went to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her new firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the end. This is the word of God for the people of God. And that wonderful hymn that we sing all the time on Christmas, What Child Is This? Number 219, the first two verses.
continuing in the second chapter of Luke, verses 8 through 14. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks Angels, we have heard on high, number 238, the first two verses. Verses 15 through 20. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at these sayings which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these sayings and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. This is the word of God for the people of God. We have heard on high the third and first, uh, fourth verses.
Square in the heart of the city of Bethlehem is an interesting place to be on Christmas Eve. When I left for the Holy Land on December 31st, 2014, I didn't realize I was going to be there on Christmas Eve. As far as I was concerned, Christmas had been a week earlier. But I had forgotten that Eastern Orthodox Christians still follow the old Julian calendar. And in the old Julian calendar, December 25th, falls on the day that the rest of the world calls January 7th. And so that made January 6th Christmas Eve. And the group that I was with from Perkins School of Theology was staying at a hotel in Bethlehem right off Manger Square on Christmas Eve. Well, earlier that day, the, the Greek Orthodox, the Russian Orthodox, and the Egyptian, Egyptian Coptic bishops they had held very stately processionals around the square and into the church of the nativity, which is the traditional site where Jesus was born. And they were, followed by, they were followed by lines of priests and monks all dressed in black, and they were very orderly and very saintly. But after the sun went down, that was when the Ethiopians came out. And let me tell you, Ethiopians know how to party. There were, there were no processional crosses or censers of incense. Their priests wore bright red, and they had drums. And so as we stood on Manger Square, wave after wave of Ethiopians from all directions swarmed into the square led by these boisterous drummers. And once they hit the square, they formed circles around their drumming priests where they sang and they clapped their hands, and the music was infectious. And it was impossible not to move to the rhythm. So instead of dour monks, what you saw were families with baby carriages and toddlers and, and bright-eyed teenagers dressed in the international teen uniform of American blue jeans, hip leather, leather jackets, and a pair of Reeboks. Well, after a while, my friend Pat and I felt that we had seen enough now, and it started to, we started to head back to our hotel. But to get there, we had to go down this very short, narrow street to where our hotel was situated there right off the square. And just as we started down this very narrow street, we were met by a horde of Ethiopians headed straight for us. And at the last minute, I saw a raised doorway to my right. So I scrambled over to it, and I pulled Pat and I up on this threshold, and we balanced ourselves on this little five inches of, of ledge while a sea of singing Ethiopians flowed before us. And so once we were safely above the fray, we could appreciate this boisterous river of joy as it swept by, knowing they were seeing something we were seeing something that very few Americans ever get to see. After they passed by, we could see there was yet another mass moving toward us, so we had to make a run for it to get to our hotel lobby before the next deluge. Since then, I have pondered from time to time about the sheer exuberant joy that was expressed by the Ethiopians that night. Among the throng, there were those who were experiencing their first Christmas without a loved one. There were people in that crowd whose marriages had fallen apart that year. And there were those who had lost jobs. There were people there that were still battling the demons of addiction or psychic injuries from long-ago traumas. There were those who just in the last year had finally realized that the hopes and dreams they had for themselves or maybe for their children were never going to come true. Now, I know this not because I knew any of these Ethiopians personally, but because the Ethiopians were human beings. And these things are going to be true of any large group of human beings. Yet they still came. They came singing and dancing 
to Manger Square in the little town of Bethlehem on Christmas Eve. Now tonight, all of us are on this journey to Bethlehem, whether our journey is actually metaphorical or whether we come either dancing or slouching toward Bethlehem. And we bring with us all the baggage that we possess, the pure and the good, as well well as the detritus and the debris. In other words, we come to Bethlehem burdened, each of us, with the hopes and fears of all the years. As we make our way to Bethlehem, it's wonderful to behold the joy of the Ethiopians. But, you know, those Orthodox priests and monks who so solemnly processed through Manger Square earlier that day, they also had something to offer us. Western Christians, that is, Catholics and Protestants of the Americas and Western Europe, we have a Christian theology that tends to center around Christ's death on the cross and the resurrection. However, Eastern Orthodox Christians, that is, the Christians of Eastern Europe, the Middle East, and North Africa, they have a theology that's more centered on the Incarnation. The Incarnation is the Christian doctrine that in Jesus of Nazareth, God came to us to be present to us in a new way. We say that Jesus Christ was and is fully human, a human being who laughed and cried, who had to learn to walk and to talk, and whose body experienced both pain and pleasure, who could sweat and bleed and die. We say that Christ is also fully divine, at one with God because Christ was God, the second person of the Trinity. Jesus Christ was and is God come down to earth to dwell among us. And so since then, we also call him Emmanuel, which literally means God with us. And when God enters into human life, when God comes to be with us, the light of God's very presence begins to redeem and to transform humanity. We're graciously brought into the divine life so that our life and God's life are forever bound together. Our salvation and the redemption of all creation become God's ultimate vision in which we're invited to come and participate, maybe even to come and dance. Perhaps what truly saves us is that God was born in a baby in Bethlehem. And maybe the reality that we are saved boils down to the fact that God just decided to show up. And once God decided to show up, once God came to dwell with us, the die of salvation was cast. It was cast in our favor. In the Bible, the concepts of salvation and of healing, they overlap in many ways. And in translating the Bible from its original languages into English, uh, translators often have to make a judgment call whether or not to translate a word as save or heal. And so we can then think of salvation both as the forgiveness of our sins, but it's also the healing of our wounds. Julian of Norwich was a 14th century medieval mystic. She she lived in uh, Norwich, England. She is credited as being the first woman ever in history to write a book on Christian theology. And she was also the first woman to ever write a book in the English language. But in her writings, Julian of Norwich doesn't use the term original sin, preferring instead to talk about our original wounds. Perhaps the question is not, have we been saved? But rather, have we been healed? Because it's in the healing of our wounds, be they physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, whether they're fresh and raw, or they're covered up by years of scars. It is a miracle then that we find the joy to dance and sing as we enter Bethlehem. So tonight, all of us are on a journey to Bethlehem. Whether our our journey is actual or metaphorical, again, whether we come dancing or slouching toward Bethlehem, we bring with us all that baggage we possess, the pure and the good, as well as the detritus and the debris, In other words, we come to Bethlehem burden each of us with the hopes and fears of all those years. But in these dark streets, this is where we find the everlasting light that illuminates those hopes and those fears. So good news. 
A child has been born to us, and a son has been given to us. The Lord has come to make God's home among mortals and to bring healing and peace to all people. So come to Bethlehem and see Christ, whose birth the angels sing. Amen. This is my first Christmas with you here at Trinity United Methodist Church in Duncanville. And I'm so happy to see your smiling faces. You have greeted me with love and acceptance. And so we want to do the best for you tonight. Thank you for coming out. It's so good to see so many. We're going to do a little bit different from what's in the program. And we're going to start with Angels from the Realms of Glory. And then we'll do the handbell version of Angels We Have Heard on High. And then we're going to do Good Christian Folk Rejoice. And then we'll sing, we'll do one calm version of Silent Night.
If you don't, there are still plenty of candles there in the back. What we're going to do is Michael and I are going to uh, walk down the center aisle. We will light the end uh, person, and then you will pass the light down to the other. If you're, once your candle is lit, please make sure it stays upright, and the person that's, that, uh, that doesn't have a lit candle needs to do it sideways so that the lit candle is always stays straight up and down. And after we do this, we will then extinguish the lights and be in, a, or, or we're going to extinguish the lights now. <laughs> but that's okay, we've got enough light.
And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have beheld his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. We are so grateful that you have come to worship with us tonight. And please remember our online service tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. And then next Sunday, New Year's Day, in person and online, also at 11 o'clock. And so now receive this benediction. The light that enlightens all the world, the light that the darkness cannot overcome, loves pure light in Jesus Christ. Shine on you and in our world this night and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Go now in peace. We hope this evening's service was a blessing to you. Join us every Sunday here on Facebook Live at 11 a.m. Tomorrow is Christmas morning. Trinity United Methodist Church will have our worship service at the usual time, 11 a.m., but it will be online only. As usual, it will also be recorded. You can always access our services through our website, tumcd.org, our Facebook page, and our podcast, Jane's Most Excellent Church Adventure. If you like what you're hearing, you can also support our ministry with your gift through our website, tumcd.org. God bless you in the week ahead. We'll see you Sunday at Trinity United Methodist Church.